Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast, a very, very special edition, very special because it's the first time in the podcast history that we're talking about Rangers being champions of the League Cup. My name is Colin McDuff and I'm delighted to be a host this evening. With me is a stellar lineup. We've got a, we've got a, a full-on agenda tonight, so we needed quite a few... Um, quite quite a few mavericks. I'll, I'll say first of all, David T. How are you? Yeah, fine. Going over the moon, of course, for the the game today, and can't wait to talk about it. Can't wait to going to watch it again tonight or tomorrow, and pick it pick out all the good bits about it and all the bad bits about it. And no, 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 no bad bits. No, we we. <laughs> Your negativity has been quashed tonight, my friend. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't be coming away with them now. No, no. It's, uh, as Clement said, a time for celebration now. Absolutely. Here to help in the celebration is Scotty. Scotty, how are you, my friend? I'm very good tonight, Colin. I said it in Curry's pod last night that it was going to be a nervy one. It was nervy. We got to win. We are over the... Um, over the winning line now, it's uh, it's time just for the rest of them. Right on to Wednesday, as far as I'm concerned. That game in hand is just as important as that was today. Absolutely, absolutely. And we will come to that, what this means going forward. Um, the man who is best dressed in the gallant few, Bill, how are you tonight? Superb, Colin, absolutely superb. I've... Um... Broken out the expensive cognac and I've heated the celebration brandy bowl up and I'm going to uh, have a few sips of that. But could we just spare a thought for the, the poor Aberdeen players because um, their favourite team lost 2-0 yesterday to Hearts and then they get beaten in a cup final today. Um, but I think, <laughs> do you know what, I think um, I probably speak for us all when I say we stand with Santa. Poor guy tried to bring some festive cheer yesterday and got booed. So how bad is that? Honestly, fuck, like, <laughs> every fan base has a good and a bad points, right? And Rangers are no no exception to that. But um, Boone Santa is at a level we've never stooped to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll always have a high ground there. Last and by no means least, um, just for our cup final special, we're getting a fifth member on, and is Craig Campbell. Come back to the pod. Craig there's two parts to your introduction. First of all, great to have you on. Second of all, where the fuck have you been? Well, well apologies. Uh, I've, I've, had, I've been on a sabbatical. Um, but, <clears throat> aye, do you know, I say this every time, oh, it's amazing to be back. Um, do you know, I don't think it's been as amazing, amazing as this uh, Rangers winning a trophy and another team across the city imploding. Um doesn't it get better than this? Um, I've no had a, as good a Sunday as this in a long, long time. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this, guys. Hence the reason why I've got the bonnet on. CMD has got a problem with that. I don't give a fuck. As the saying goes, no apology, no surrender. Um, no. So we continue. Davey, let's um, kick on with the... Uh, the first half of the game, and it's not going to be a full-on analysis of the game because I really want to get the overarching feeling of how you're feeling afterwards, but we'll do a wee bit of analysis. Um, 
the Rangers team lined up. Super Jack Bond in goals, the back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Leon Balgan, and Bonabarisic. Midfield three of John Lundstrom, Dujon Sterling, and Todd Campbell with Seymour, McCausland, and Dessers up front. I was at the game, Davey. I've not the luxury of watching the back. For the first half only, just tell me, what was it like watching that first half back? Because uh, my, my ass was making buttons. I think, if I'm being honest, Rangers weren't that bad, but just because they went in, they're not in each. I was at the game, I was nervous. I was, you know, I'm probably looking at it as in a different prison. What was it like for you watching it on TV? I don't think I think I think the sort of a, two teams were actually not wanting to commit too much in the first half. I thought it was quite a quite a tight game. I thought the referee was very poor. I thought he didn't. He, he tried to let it go without yellow cards, but it made that he allowed, in my opinion, far too much. I mean, if you take it that Shinny was booked, what we were about ten minutes to go. Was actually shocking because the guy done nothing the whole day but uh, but foul, and why why it was so late before he got a, a yellow card? But um, no, I thought I thought everybody was probably a wee bit nervous and they were more frightened to to lose I think than they were to win, and that sort of a but the game stuck down in a midfield battle where there was uh, not an awful lot to uh, goal shots. I think I like the fact I think we were shot. They had in the whole game came in about after about two minutes. It, it was it was more a pass back than a shot because I remember I thought I thought at the time that uh, they'll they'll probably get a shot on target for that and it was a pass back and I think that's the only thing I can remember that the the, the keeper had any do well apart from the the right to the last second but that was the second half obviously. Um, no, I thought it was a, a pretty poor first half and I think I, I thought at the time. Lamont will need to get a few words into their head to get them to be a little more brave, I think. Because I think, as I say, I don't think anybody wanted to lose, and I think that's what sort of a stifled it a bit. Scott, what was your thoughts on that? Because I spoke last night on um, Curry's pod, um, who will share the link to if he puts it up. Um, it's the uh, first hands of Ibert's. You and I spoke about that, um, about the the mentality that goes behind this game, and I did think there was a wee bit of nervousness around Rangers, um, almost make sure we don't lose before we go and win. Um, is that just a general cup final feeling, or was that was that Rangers maybe overthinking it? What, what do you think in the first half? I thought if there was a if there's a way to go over a cup final, then today wasn't. The performance or wasn't the way to do it. I thought we startled, we stuttered. In the Rangers could have done, we done a day. Aberdeen up, um, <clears throat> Aberdeen offered absolutely nothing going forward. I thought we stifled them really well. So when I was saying last night on Curry's pod about how we've learned a lesson about um, playing against Aberdeen, I think we've, we've done that because there was Aberdeen's goal against us if we tried to was just a simple ball over the top. One striker on it and a goal. It was nothing, didn't really slice his open Colin. So I thought we learned really well for that today. I thought Leon Balligan, to me, as we were saying, was my man a match. I thought Leon Balligan's positioning was absolutely outstanding today. I thought 
and Marsh help marshal the defence and let Connor Golson plays in game. In terms of us going forward, I thought it was pretty poor to be honest. Um I thought that if there was going to be a goal it was going to come for a set piece or a deflection or something along them lines. We needed that today to get over the line to get this hoodoo off our back, if you want to call it that. And that's exactly what it is. A hoodoo. We've not won a trophy for about 12 years, 2011, the last time we won it. No one had a trophy for then. You seen a relief in Tav's face when they lifted it. How happy the guy was. And I've come in, I've gave Tav plenty of stick in the last few months. Um, and I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. In my opinion, he did deserve it. But the day, everything's kind of clicked. And thank you, Philippe Clement, for providing us with that trophy today because it's the manager that's got it over the line. It's not the players have obviously went and put the put the effort in and put the put the whatever it is they've had today. They've found a way to win the game in terms of teamwork, but I think the manager's pivotal in that way. They, if it's if it's Michael Bailey's in charge, I don't think we're even in the final to begin with, Colin. And that's a big that's a big, big talking point about the company. Scott mentality because I don't think we have a mentality to go and face a cup final in general. I don't think we have the mentality to reach a cup final if Michael yeah. Bale's still in charge. That's what Philippe Clement is instilled in. Bill, I'll come to you. Um, what I seen the day for Rangers was a winning, a winning team, um, a, a team of winners. We didn't play amazing, we weren't. We weren't fucking world beaters. We were the better team, granted, but we found a way to get over the line. And sometimes that's more important than being able to play silky football day in, day out. Aye, it wasn't a classic cup final, was it really? Uh, just a lot of a, a midfield battle, as Davy said. Um, I think both teams had a couple of decent half chances, but there was never anything particularly clear cut. I think the only one really was when um, Dessers ran through on goal and uh, he's kind of shot it and it was a weird save. It careered right off the keeper and went away up in the air and got the play. But, you know, that, that doesn't really matter if you you get over the line. That's the thing. We we managed to nullify any threat that Aberdeen had. I do think the manager made the tactical tweaks that he needed to make in terms of, you know, not playing such a high defensive line and letting them do that ball over the top which really infuriated me at Pataudry. Um, but none of that really matters. You know, we've got our name on the cup again. Um, I grew up going to Ibrox all through the 90s during the nine in a row years. And there was times when the football we were playing was absolute guff, even when Brian Loudrop, the best player in the world, on the park, and Paul Gascoigne, we played some real shite football, but we grounded some results. And that's, that's just what matters. And you're right, it is about mentality. I don't think... Beale's team, Beale's Rangers, although it's the same group of players, I don't think they would have won that today. I would question whether they would even have got there today. Um, Michael Beale's track record in Scottish League Cup finals managing Rangers isn't good. My first ever appearance on the Gallup view came after the last League Cup final that we lost. Uh, so I'm, I'm a very happy man today, even though we didn't play well. We, we got over the line in the, the Cup. Bill, I feel like tonight's podcast is for you more than anybody else because I remember reaching out to you, do you fancy coming on and trying to do the schedule and it was just the only time I could fight in was that so 
apologies first of all that you were put under that pressure but it must be for for the bitterness that first podcast must have been this must make it make up for that it's um i it's cathartic to say the least and what's uh helping it along even more is we've actually got not just to implosion but in my opinion to apocalypse coming up <laughs> craig i'm going to come to you and ask you about like let's take every other team away for this because all we want to focus on is rangers betis and thursday like, it was a difficult game, difficult, difficult game. And we, we weren't, it's not as if we battered Betis from start to finish. We got over the line, but we topped the group. We didn't batter Aberdeen from start to finish, but we got over the line and we won the League Cup. What does this stay for Rangers' mentality? So, do you know, funnily, funny that this comes across to me because I was dropping my, my grand off um, being at Edmondson House with my, my wee boy and my grander. And uh, just as I dropped him off, I'd said to him that this might not be the, the best Rangers team that we've ever seen on the eye. Um, and by the way, I've, I've sat and watched Alex McLeish teams win trebles. I've seen Dick Advocate teams. Um, I've seen Walter Smith teams that you go to Ibrooks and you walk away going, what was that? Um, but... That might not be the best Rangers team that I've ever seen. Um, but see, when we're celebrating, they fucking get it. And I apologise for swearing. My mum's watching in the other room and she keeps texting, saying stop vaping and stop doing this. <laughs> Do you know what? Rangers are beating them. So I don't care. But um, what it does is it gives us a bit of belief that we've seen them lift a trophy this season. Um, it gives them... And I'm not going to name them because, like you said, there's other teams in this league that we might not want to speak about. I don't want to speak about them, um, even though I really want to speak about them this week. Uh, they are imploding and we are going forward. And it's something that I'd said to my wee boy, do you know, I, I, I was driving back there um, for dropping them off, my grander, and I says to my wee boy, do you know what actually happened in 2012, he's 13? And he was like, nah, not really. And I went step by step and I told him about Valentine's Day and I told him about how me walking up to the, the doors with John Brown talking about if Rangers don't play in the stadium, we'll play in the street. And me with tears in my eyes. And I tried to put it into him how important things like this is. Because see, every time a wee boy walked past me or a wee girl walked past me the night, I was going to let him get used to it, get used to this. Because um, that's what we need to start getting used to now, is this being Rangers. Um, so that is what it is to me tonight, is that this is what Rangers are about, winning things. Davey, I think you're probably the best place person to echo that for, because you've seen, uh, like, not a shame for your age, but I'm jealous because you've seen Rangers through some of the best, like, the best iterations of the club all the way through. Um, I grew up watching Rangers in the early 2000s when we were battling back and forth with Celtic and over my adult life, Celtic have been the more dominant club and, you know, getting back to winning a League Cup for the first time in 12 years, um, 
uh, almost like it's it doesn't it doesn't make us dominant again. But what Smith always said, if you get this early win out of the way, it just breeds that winning mentality. Water Smith's not the only one. Jose Moreno says it time and time again. Alex Ferguson said it. It's so important just to win a trophy. Winning trophies beats winning big games, if that makes sense. Um, you'll know that more than MD. Yeah, well, I, I, I remember the, the, the first one I remember was when Kai Johansson scored uh, a, a goal, crack shot. That sort of a broke the, a time of Celtic's domination. I did mention them, sorry. I should have said them. <laughs> um, then I remember that uh, there was, we were playing a, a tournament in Holland where a lot of my, my mates out, out of Scotland and we won Aberdeen. We beat Aberdeen that day. I think it was the last game of the season and we won the league. So I've sort of got that. But, uh, I actually missed her quite a lot of the, of the football calling because I didn't have we didn't have the the social media links that you've got now, and really I missed a lot when when I come over to Holland because I couldn't I, I would just be on the radio or on the that I would I would be following. But no, I think today, I think today, it sort of galvanises us to go forward, and I think if we're gonna beat today, I think if we're in back to square one. And probably better than we were would be when Beal came in, but I, I think it would have given us a, a, a knockback. And I think that we are now are far better galvanised to go forward. And this this will mm-hmm. put the but what we've got to sort of a watch now is if we don't turn up on Wednesday, think oh we're the greatest in the world. We don't we we will just beat St Johnson. Because now we've got to sort of a get safeguard that that we don't get too complacent and go on and really we, we should be now marching on to the title, but maybe too early to say that. Davey, can I just ask a quick question? Sorry, Colin. What was Bill Struth like? <laughs> <laughs> Give us a break. I'm not that old. I can, I can love it. Love it. I, I, I love that. The cunt doesn't turn up for seven months and he starts fucking. <laughs> Sure. There's an interview out in the Patreon the next couple of days, and the guy that's on it might be able to tell you a wee bit about what he's like. Would that be a certain Andy Cameron that you and I might spoke to? Oh, sorry, Colin. I spoke too soon. Colin, I'm just all about the... the I'm feeding it, I'm feeding it here, pal. Aye, aye. I doubt We're if Andy Cameron was at the age of Bill Struth, to be honest with you. He might know a lot about... He knows him. a lot more than us, Davey. He knows a lot yeah, more I than us. I doubt if he's ages at that age that he'll, 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 he'll have... Seen him or, or met him. He wraps a bit about Scott Sybin and all the rest of it. I'm not going to get yeah. too much away, but talk about a history lesson. You know, I, was going, I was going to say I'm no better fucking jokes than him, but if he's done an interview for this, I better no slag him. <laughs> <laughs> just your behaviour, so just bear in mind. Right? Just bear in mind we've launched a Patreon and that's as good a time as any. That's Thank that. you to all the listeners that are watching and chipping in with the comments. Um, Scott is uh, a man in the comments tonight, but if you want more of what you see tonight, um, join the YouTube members page or link, click the link on the Patreon. If you don't like what you see, don't tell them. They just fucking give a share and like anyway and just give a pity, right? If you don't like it, don't tell them they were shite, right? Just, just be sound. <laughs> Scott, on to the actual game. Long-term listeners will be sick of me defending, defending, defending James Tavernier. 
But you know what? I thought it was a captain's performance tonight. He wasn't outstanding. He wasn't terrific. But he stepped up when he had to step up. And what a finish. What was your thoughts on him today? You know what, Colin, if there's a guy to ask that question, you've asked the right guy. Because I've said all season that James Tavernier isn't a Rangers captain. See, before we move on, but I know you says it before we pod, in terms of what Craig says about um, being there in the McLeish era, etc., etc. Grew up a bubble staircase with John Brown. I was there to struck a bit of a chord to me, so I can relate to you, brother. Um, but in terms of James Tavernier today, Rangers captain quality, what else can I say? It was absolutely magnificent. It stood up when it was needed. I think when he's lifted that trophy, it's shown how much uh, a monkey it's got off his back. Um, I've gave Tav a good bit of stick the last few months for when Bill was in charge about some of the defeats we've had in League Cup semi-finals and finals, some of the heavy defeats we've had in Europe. But him not being able to galvanise a squad. We even spoke to Mr. Cameron about it all night because I thought it was something that needed addressed. But I thought today, in a one-off individual performance, the guy was absolutely magnificent. Can't he praise him any higher? He stood up today. Um, got his the winner in a cup final, which was probably the most important cup final that Tav's played for us. See if you see if you put it in a context a bit. I find with the with the Europa Cup final, with the Scottish Cup final, etc. etc. But Europa was a was a free hit to me, right? A complete not a free hit. He's he's he scored the win every day. That's a massive, massive um contribution for our captain today. And you know what? Long may it go forward. Um I'm not saying it changes my mind a bit in, in terms of whether he's the right guy to lead a team and all the rest of it, but that's that's a debate for an hour, um, for an hour day. Congratulations, James Tavern, and congratulations to his teammates. Just a quick shout out to JD, who's um, donated five memberships to some of the YouTube listeners, um, meaning they'll get the exclusive membership content for the next month. Um, really appreciate that, JD. That's really kind of you. Um, Bill, James Davenir has been a conundrum um, since mm. <laughs> since he fucking joined Rangers, really. Um, <sighs> that's, I've heard, not to be too dramatic, but I'm going to be anyway. I was listening to Hoggy Samper in Heart and Hand, um, if anybody listened to Heart and Hand, um, it's, it's a brilliant show. It, it drops every Saturday or Sunday morning, and... Um, Hoggy and Duncan this week were talk- comparing this League Cup final to the 1986 Cup final when Soonis first won the Rangers trophy. Um, and I know this isn't James Tavernier's first Rangers trophy, but is this potentially the most important? Because, yes, 55 was great. It's the first one over the line. It's the first one we get back. But Rangers aren't just looking to get one back. Rangers are trying to be dominant again. Is this the first step towards becoming dominant again? I think there's a difference between this and when we won 55. When we won 55, Stephen Gerrard had been the manager for three years or whatever it was, and was a kind of almost a natural progression point for him where 
when that job offer from Aston Villa did come in, he's taken it and moved on. And we then struggled under the next manager to establish any sort of domestic dominance and to go on it indeed we, we threw away a lead in the league and which which was what it was, I suppose. But the, I think the difference today is it's it's the first trophy of the season and it's a season where we look as if we're turning a corner under this new manager. And I'm hoping this manager's going to be here for two or three years and help us to establish that bit of domestic dominance. And, you know, I think um, you maybe mentioned earlier about how the likes of Walter Smith would talk about getting that League Cup win early in the season, you know, really galvanises the team and helps to drive them on. Um, Clement and Tavernier today were both saying sort of similar things about how it galvanises the team. Um, so I, I think there is a difference. And I think that, you know, should things continue to go as they are, there's no reason why we can't see a period of renewed Rangers dominance for the next couple of years. Craig, I've got to balance it a wee bit of yin and yang because straight after you, I'm going to come to David T. I know you're a John Lundstrom fan. Um, and you know I'm a John Lundstrom fan. Um, John Lundstrom <laughs> is the best on earth as far as I'm concerned. I thought, maybe no, outstanding and terrific today. I thought he'd done well today. But I think Philip Clement's revival of Rangers really has brought out the best in John Lundstrom. What were your thoughts on him today? Um, cool. Right. So I would agree that during the, the Europa League run, I was his biggest fan. Uh, every single one he's loved him uh, at the end of the day, right? And then we've seen uh, a regression of that player to a degree where you were like, he was struggling to get into St. Johnson's team. Um, he's, he was probably the best of a bad bunch with uh, Bill at the start of this season. Um, I, I would like to think that with Lundstrom, I'm quite objective. Um, I won't go from one scale to the other because I'm I'm a Rangers supporter. I'll, I'll I'll be like he's the worst I've ever seen, and then he'll be the greatest I've ever seen, um, and I'll go like that between probably about two or three games per player. Um, but Lundstrom, to me, people like Ali McCoy did mentioned the other week about um, Jack Butland being the number one guy to get him signed for a, a long term contract. I wouldn't be saying get. Lundstrom signed up on a four-year contract, but I think the the level of consistency that that guy has has shown and the level of commitment, even when we were playing really really bad, he was proper going at going in. Um, right now, I would be saying he's the number one guy to to get signed up. And uh, do you know, I turned to my my boy uh, at the end of the game. And we were pressing. I think it might have been like the eighty-second minute, uh, ninety-second minute, uh, one of them anyway. And Seema was running forward, and he stopped. And Lundstrom was the furthest forward, and Lundstrom was shouting at him to get him forward. And see when Lundstrom's on his game, that's what he brings to us. He commands players. Um, and see when you're up against the team on the thirtieth, that's what you want. You want somebody that's telling people where to be today and see when their players are watching him do that they're going to shit themselves absolutely <coughs> see in the interest of the fairness david i know we've spoke time time again about one sums extended contract if he gets one and that today is not the time to talk about it i think we both 
you and I both agree that's up that's up for debate right now because we has to do it consistently. But I think we both agree, even though you're no one's biggest fan, that he's done well under Clermont. What I want to ask you, David T, is how much an influence is he having in the rest of the midfield? Because we've seen Dujon Sterling come in today and I thought he had had quite a decent game. How much is that is doing the influence is he having in the rest of the midfield? I thought, um, to be honest with you, I thought in the first half, he was back to the old John Lundstrom, going back and picking the ball off the centre halves. And I think that was probably what was wrong with the first half, that Lundstrom was lying too deep. I think in the second half, he's obviously been told again by uh, Clement, listen, you need to get forward 10 yards further up the park. And I think he done that in the second half. As you say, he was up with a lot of attacks even in the second half. And I've I've said up and I've called John Lundstrom playing in that that uh, way. I have I have no problem with him, but it's just that he all keeps falling back into that picking up the ball from the centre halves and passing it to Barisic. And if he doesn't do that, then then I'll be all for him. I'm like uh, Craig a bit or a bit not a bit. I certainly wouldn't give him a four year contract. Three. I think <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, but I, I, I think so. I, I, I want. I, I doubt who would accept one, but uh, not more than a two-year contract, anyway. Scott, sticking with the midfield, what was your thoughts on Dujon Sterling today? I was like, oh, yeah. not a, not a be too um, like hypocritical. Like I did want him in the middle of the park today, but my apprehension was that yes, he brings a lot of energy, a lot of dynamism, a lot of athleticism on the ball, probably know the best, but I thought he was really, really good today. What was your thoughts on him? I thought in terms of, um, I don't even know what paid, but, uh, pod of Caesars on the call in a day. The life um, of our Rangers podcast, oh, are <laughs> Honestly, honestly, it's a riot. Um, I see what other pod I was on there all night that Sterling... Stop Tisco, stop Tisco playing. A guy's won five Champions Leagues. He, he literally stopped him playing. Any time that a guy got on the ball, he get right in his face. And I say on the same pod that if he, he had to start on Sunday because Graham Shinney's ran out midfield against Rangers for far too long. Now we've all got our own opinion on Graham Shinney's performance today. To me, he should have been red carded by the seventy fifth, eightieth minute. Shouldn't have still been on the park. I'm sure David T would even agree with me on that one. Um, not that we agree on much, David, but we can agree on that. But in terms of the Dujon still on the day, I thought it was absolutely outstanding. Like he get he get the the sponsors money match. To me, it was bargain. I says at the beginning of the pod, bargain was money match. But Sterling was just. I mean, come on, says it. He's 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 presser before a game yesterday that. But he's done is he's done idea. He's tried it in training. He's gave it a few minutes on the park. It's worked. Now he started with it. But fair play. When did when have we that kind of analysis of a, a Rangers manager? No, there's something coming out on not that I want to shout out all the pods and stuff, right? But there's something coming out with Scotty Arfield on Four Lads of the Dream 
next couple of I'm days. Go, I'm going to stop you there, Scott. Like this is what the Gallant Few is all about. Shouting out other pods. The reason yeah. the Gallant Few started up was because we don't like the fucking mainstream media. So the more we shout out other pods, the the better. So like, the fact that Scotty Arfield's coming out and he says on a wee like snap clip kind of thing, he says something really good about Geo and how like Geo is tactically like ahead of everybody else. Now that's something that I didn't know when I listened to that clip on Twitter and I'm like, right, fair play. I didn't think Gio was a bad manager, but that's a topic for another day. But in terms of do, do John Sterling today, he deserved his money match performance. I think he's forced his way into manager's plans now. I think the managers um come up with an idea. The players got on board with it. And somebody says on Curry's board Curry's pod the other night about do John Bassey. I think we've potentially got an idea there, to be brutally honest. Bill, on that, my, my worry about Dujon Sterling, as good as he's been, is he might fall into the Ross McCrory category. And when I say that, as long-term whistles know how the fucking fanboy of Ross McCrory where he was strong, he was quick, he was athletic, he was good off the ball. On the ball, he wasn't too great, right? So that meant we seen him play at centre-half, midfield, right-back, different positions. I don't want Dujon Sterling to fall into that, whereas you're seen as a utility player as opposed to somebody who can come in and do a job in a certain position. I think we do need to be careful with that, whereas like, it's all fine and well having somebody who can just play as and when you need them. I think probably selfishly for Dujon Sterling, he has to work his way into a certain position. Aye. Um, I think he's naturally, whatever that means, he's a right-back, isn't he? But obviously he's playing in midfield. You know. But I don't really think he's put it wrong. You're right, Colin, though, the, the trap that these guys that are utility players fall into is they do just get sort of used in different positions when somebody... And they never really seem, a lot of them, to be able to cement themselves into the team in a particular role. The challenge he's got, obviously, is that our captain plays it right back and isn't going to get dropped and very rarely gets rested. And to be honest, you know, Tad's a machine. He doesn't really seem to need a rest. But that's the challenge that Sterling has got in trying to force his way into this Rangers team. But he's a big, strong laddie, and I think he's been doing really well in midfield. I think today, like, between him and Lundstrom, the, the physical game was really important against Aberdeen and the... The two of them more than stood their ground. And I think it's been a while since we've kind of seen that. You know, Lundstrom's physicality has always been important to us, but I, th I think with Sterling being there as well, you know, that, that's a really good thing that he can come into that centre midfield. I think he has played his way into the manager's plans, but um, and the, the comment up on the screen, the news, the point I was going to try and make is, uh, you know, we've got Nicola Raskan due to come back from injury at some future point, I'm not sure when, but you know, you would think, well, does he go into that role beside Lundstrom? Does he go a bit further forward? Uh, you know, Cantwell's playing there. Than who. It's difficult. I mean, a big problem for Philippe Clement to have. And I actually thought that when Sterling came in at left-back for Redvan, I believe, um, in one of the games, he actually looked very convincing at left-back as well. And, you know, um, I, I was surprised when people were talking about Sterling, and I think the guy himself said it, about how, oh, you know, he's more of a a defender that likes to defend first and doesn't really do much in terms of getting forward. But I think when he's been bombing forward, he's looked absolutely bloody magic. He does. He reminds me of Calvin Bassey in a lot of ways because he's got that strength. I think he's not too bad on the ball. I think he's he can pick a pass as well. 
Um, and actually, the couple of times I've seen him, probably looks as if he can shoot for range. Um, I think he tried to get a shot away today in the first half that was kind of blocked, but it looked as if, you know, if the Aberdeen player hadn't gotten in front of it, it was certainly headed on target, whether or not it was been saved, I don't know. But I, I think this boy's got a lot of really exciting characteristics and skills and a lot of great qualities to bring to the Rangers team. And ultimately, you know, if you think about the way that Rangers need to be, we need to have this player trading model, you know, and he's 24, I think, there or thereabouts. You know, if, if he does well, let's say, lights up the Europa League this year or next year, we can move him on the way that we moved Bassi on for a big fee. So I do think it's, you know, it's, it's a good thing that he does force his way into the squad and get some games. And even, you know, if that maybe means resting Tav sometimes over the next couple of seasons, because Tav's kind of, you know, in the, the autumn of his career, let's say, or maybe on the other side, you know, if Barisic goes in January or something, putting Sterling in there. I, I do think the manager almost has to find a place for Sterling in the team with that player trading model in mind. And I've always thought as a football manager, it's kind of your job anyway to get all your best players on the park, regardless of position, tactics, information. You know, you have to sort of that stuff out based on who your best players are and play the best guys. I'm really looking forward to seeing more of John Sterling. I think he'll be really, really good for us. Aye, there's like the the old Walter Smith anecdote where, as you said, Bill, like get your best players in the park regardless of the position. And Walter Smith won many of the leads with four centre backs and four centre midfielders and um, a big guy and a wee guy up front. Um, but at the same time, it's there's also an element of you know coaching the players to the best of their ability. But I think Dujon Sterling is coachable. Is adaptable and he can fit in where needed. So I think he's going to have a big, big future at Rangers if he keeps this up. Craig, I want to come to the front three for the next few talking points. And I'll start with you with the wingers. Um, Ross McCausland, uh, he's obviously, rightly so, had such a, you know, you know, such a big build-up for the Rangers fans, way how he's broken the team, how he stayed in the Rangers team, um, how he's contributed towards goals, some criticism towards his off-the-ball performance and defending, um, but I thought today um, he was exactly what we wanted, we wanted him involved, we wanted, we wanted him carrying the ball forward at a 20-year-old playing in a cup final, what, in his sixth game for Rangers? Fuck me, man. I, I really can't ask much more of him for today. I'm not going to lie, Colin. I, 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 I was listening to a song there. And it's no plane. He asked me that again. <laughs> Do you know what? So, if any of the listeners are wondering why Craig's will be on the pod for six no, months. Nah. Uh, I tried to play Live It Up and it didn't work. There we go. Yeah, and, and he tried to play Live It Up and instead we got Girls Just Want to Have Fun, which is a great fucking song. Don't get me wrong. Aye, but anyway, no talk no to good. me about Ross McCausland, Craig. Right, so Ross McCausland um, brings a part to it, brings a thing to the team that we've not had for a number of years. Um, drives it, players. Something that... I he might not do things the way that we want in terms of 
tracking back, um, watching players um, tactically might not be the same as other players that would be in that position, maybe like the likes of Scott Wright. Um, I'm absolutely devastated that by you. I've been playing that all day. Um, I'm just going back to that there and I'm saying to my wee boy, put that on and I'm going to make it as if somebody's, somebody's phoning me and then it'll be, hey, you there with a the sad face. And I'll be like, oh, sorry, guys, two seconds. To be fair, Cindy Lawport isn't a bad choice and somebody's just said... Um, the way it should be the jails just want to be have fun, um, so that's it's not bad. I, I, do you know, that's bringing a wee bit of positivity, but see, at the end of the day, I can't, I can't have that. No, this was, uh, if I ask him to do something, he needs to do it. Give it a howler. See, at the end of the day, see if, see if Todd Cantwell doesn't do something he's asked today, he gets whipped off. So, the new man needs to do it. There you go. Uh, that'll draw in the old Tim Plosion's uh, Twitter account tonight, but hey ho. Um, so, no, he brings something to the team that we've not had for a long time. Something that you don't know what he's going to bring, you don't know what he's going to do. He, he runs at players. Um, he might not be in the game for the, for 20 minutes, a half an hour. He gets the ball and he runs at them, and he done it a couple of times a day, and it didn't really work out for him, but um, he still gives the defence a something to think about. Um, Rangers are a better team with Ross McCausland around it. I'm not going to say in it right now because he's not as consistent as I want him to be, um, but he's definitely a, a he definitely brings something to the team that makes players that are in front of him. But, but see, on that, Craig, you know, he's not as consistent as we want him to be. A lot of people will misconstrue that as a criticism. That's okay for a 20-year-old to not be consistent, he's just broke into the first team. That's to be expected. But at the same time, Colin Wright, you're the same age as me, um, to, to, to watch players like Chris Buck um, and, and Stephen Hughes play for Rangers. That um, I remember watching Stephen Hughes against Feyenoord at Ibrox and, and run, he completely ran the show against a, a, quite a superior Feyenoord team. Superior to the team that was playing the other night, by the way. Um, far superior. In a, in a less superior cup, um, but couldn't do it week in, week out. And that's why he ended up going to Motherwell and then never really doing anything with, with his career after he left Rangers. And that, that, that's something that obviously right now he's doing amazing, but we need him to keep doing it so that he doesn't fall into that category long term. Uh, yeah, it's the old anecdote where it's one thing to break into the Rangers team, but to maintain and keep your place in the Rangers team is a completely different challenge. It's a bigger challenge than breaking in in the first place. Um, before I come to you, David, I just wanted to give a shout out to Dessers and Seema. Like, yeah, I think they both done their role today. They both hard <laughs> off and on the ball, um, as it came out of But one man I want to get your thoughts on before we kind of round up is Jack Butland. Um, I was at the game today and he's a towering figure. He really, really is. No more so than when he's holding that trophy in front of me. And I don't really know what I want to ask you about more. His performance over the last while or his reaction to winning that cup today. There was a question mark over why is he coming to Rangers when he's at his boyhood club earning X amount of money. I think for me being at the pitch, 
seeing him hold that trophy, I thought he was about to break the handles off how vigorously he was holding it. And that's why he's at Rangers. He's a winner. Um, and I think he is a signing of the summer. I can put that into two words, uh, Colin. You contract. That's a, that, 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 that's a bit the most important thing now. He should, uh, was it a two-year contract he's got at the moment? Four. Four. Four-year contract. But even at that, I would still break it open and, and, and get him for longer.
treating them like human beings. Right, I'm not going to say that, but any, anybody else in the squad, but that's what Jack Butland was doing. That's what required as a Ranger. And we spoke about the Andy Cameron interview that's coming out next week. Um, in terms of where, where we go for here, we need to go and beat St Johnston Wednesday. Craig, Craig Levine's got them ticking. He's got them, they're whistling to his tune. They're, they're getting good results. They get good hubs to beat at the weekend there. Um, they're not going to be any mean feat. Craig Levine's Dundee United team over um, when Walter Smith's Rangers gave them constant headaches when we played them. And I'm expecting the exact same thing on Wednesday night. I'm expecting two banks are 11 men behind the ball. Not even one man up front. I'm expecting like a, a Steve Robinson Motherwell performance. So I'm expecting a proper um, backs to the wall effort with St. Johnston potentially counting on us. They know the new kind of what they were doing against Celtic for 45 minutes. So I'm expecting them to give us a headache, but I'm expecting us to go over the line. Um, I think this is going to give us a, a massive lift going forward. It's a, a hope. It's the start of something beautiful on the new manager. Um, but that can all easily be undone by dropping points on Wednesday night. I mean, we've got a chance to go tap the league now with two games in hand. Need to go be clinical with us, and this is where I wish that the two games in hand were after the they were after the the break in January because we need a striker. We really badly need a striker that can put the ball in the back of it. Whether that's Lawrence Shankland or anybody else that we can get into, um, we really bad badly need somebody that can convert these chances because see the best player trade model is going to go. It's 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 going to get going under somebody finishing all these chances. See if you've got a front through them McCausland. Cantwell and Seema. And Seema signs permanently and everything's rosy, but you've got a Dessers, like hitting the bar or whatever. Dessers didn't really show much for me today. He did last Thursday. Gave me a wee glimmer of hope, but he was back to his normal day. He was crowded out of match. I mean, he had two men on him. He didn't know what to do, where to turn, where to go, how to win a header, how to hold the play up. It was really, really, not effortless, I wouldn't say that about the guy, but it was really, really clueless in terms of what had today is a Rangers centre forward in a high pressure match. So Aye. we need to go out and sign a striker in January to make this all work. We won it today, Aye. we get off with it. Getting off with it's no no the right um phrase I'm looking for, but in terms of taking this forward, there's a certain way we need to take it forward. We've got a good foundation now, so let's let's Aye. go off it. I I think it's probably two separate conversations, what we do in January and what we do with the squad we've got because we still need to do something with the players we've right. got. We can't sign 28 players in January and Bill, I'll probably come to you with, with this one and with that in mind. Winning the League Cup for the first time in 12 years, how much will that go towards winning the league for this group of players that have been here for time and time again? Yeah, so you, you said sort of you know, what does that mean today in terms of the rest of our season? Uh, I think today is a turning point potentially for the rest of the season and possibly a turning point for a number of these players in this squad in terms of their range of careers. I, I think it's it's probably a bit too early to go making the assumption that we'll win the league. You know, there's a, a, a lot of territory to recover. We're, we're only at the halfway stage. But what it does do now especially if we can win our two games in hand and then 
you know, go and beat them on the 30th. What it does do is ensure that after the winter break, there is a title race, and no mistake. And, um, you know, I, I don't actually think their squad has got the heart for a title race. I think they've just been so used to steamrolling teams and winning everything with not really any competition because, let's face it, Rangers just hadn't really been in the title race the past couple of years. Um, I think Clement will have Rangers up for a title race. He won't let our standards slip. And I don't think they have a lot of good stomach for it. So, you know, I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens come the end of the season. But today's probably pivotal. Today goes a long way to bringing us that winning mentality and, you know, advancing that in some of the players. Because, like, I, I've been critical of a lot of our players. Uh, I don't quite go as all out as a lot of the other Rangers fans, but you do hear terms like serial losers getting bandied about. And, you know, that's what I'm saying, that, that that today can be a turning point for some of these guys. They're not serial losers now, they've just won. They've won something, and let's hope they can keep on winning. And, I, as I say, I don't think that Clement's going to let our standards drop. If anything, I think he'll be demanding that the standards increase. But it's interesting what you said as well, Colin, about, um, you know, working with the squad that we've got versus players that come in in January. Clement said that in his post-match today. He was talking about, you know, I'm not the type of manager that will go make excuses about wanting to bring my own players in. I'm the type of manager that wants to work with the squad that I've got and add one, in one or two areas where I really feel we need to add. So, you know, that that's what he's that's what he sees his role at Rangers as being. And, you know, he'll have his ideas, and I imagine a striker is probably chief in terms of his ideas about what he needs. But his, his thing is about, no, I want the players that we've got here to be doing better every week. And that, that seems to be his relentless focus, is just improvement day by day, week by week, game by game. And today's just the, the start in a lot of ways. You know, we've got the rest of the season to go now. I think he'll give us the heart for a title fight this year. And I very much doubt that the other lot have got the stomach for it unless something across the road changes. Craig, Bill's kind of touched on the question that I was leading to there. Is... Sorry, Colin. <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. Like, no, it was like that was the whole point of my question. Like, what does this mean? Because I said on Twitter today and on Cardio's board last night if Rangers lose today, Rangers don't win the league. And I got a wee bit of backlash for that on Twitter um, because players saying we won on Thursday night because we, we, we won on Thursday night, that was a big game, blah, blah, blah. but the point I was making was we don't win big games consistently, we don't big, we don't win big games when it matters consistently, we don't win trophies consistently, like Craig, I'm not going to make the stats of how many trophies we could have won over the last three, four years compared to how many we have won, we have won a trophy, how much does that help the winning mentality? Right, so I have watched Rangers since I was 13 consistently, right? And I've watched some right fucking good Celtic teams. Right good Celtic teams. And I've went to Parkhead and we've been battered. And then at the end of the season, we win the league. See whether we win or lose on the 30th, I'm still going to be confident. 100%. Because I've watched them this season, right? And you guys are entitled to your opinion. That's what this podcast is all about. 
we are flying right now. See, in comparison to what they are, we've got a team that is decimated, decimated with injuries. We've not got a midfield. Lundstrom's the only player that we've got that's an actual midfielder. We've got a striker that has been absolutely battered, battered, and I've battered him for the stands. Dessers. By the way, see if Dessers scores in the 30th. You imagine what they're going to be like. Oh! Never mind what they'll be like. Fucking this podcast will be called the Gallon Dessels for forevermore. See the way that this league works, right? The way that this league works, whether we like it or no, is that see if we're doing really well and they're doing really well, it's them that's doing well. See if we're doing well and they're not, that's the only time that the media will make comments and then you start seeing things like the clubs imploding, the fans want ready Lowell. The fans want ready Rogers. That's and by the way, see the only time that Celtic do see when they start imploding in themselves, when they turn against each other, that's it's game over. So see right now that they're doing that. We need to be confident, guys. We don't get paid thirty grand a week to 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 go to training and do all that stuff. What we get asked today is go to Ibrox and fucking give them hell, man. And that's Honestly, man, see after the day, and I was like yourself, Colin, where I was like, if Rangers don't win the day, I don't see us winning the league. I generally don't. See now, go after them. Go after them, because we start getting free hits now, by the way. See, see if Celtic drop points, it's done. Boys bust. Rogers is on the next fucking train back down to Sheffield or wherever club he's going to next. Honestly, guys, I... I was starting to get a wee bit kind of like, okay now, listen to that there. Rangers have just won the cup that was the Rangers Cup for a hundred years. And we hadn't won it in 12 years there. We've done it. I'm sitting there calling my wee boy going like, get used to it, wee man. See the sooner that us as Rangers fans start talking to each other and saying, this is it, it's done. We were talking about 55 earlier on, right? 55 was a... Even even after we won it, I was like, I don't see us doing it again. See this, and somebody said it earlier on, this is the first of the season. See right. what we said there? The first of the season. Different then, feeling, isn't it? Champions League, make money. Don't care about the Champions League, make money. And then bring in players, and then start battling. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just loving it. And the very last point with you, David T, because I think Jay's touched on a couple of good points there about how it's a different feeling, but the podder, David P, the the other half of the gallant the gallus too, said we're still five points behind, we need to do our job. I like his pragmatism, but harnessing all the positivity of Scott, Bill and Craig, I I've got to take that into it doesn't matter what Celtic do, it doesn't matter what the other half do, it's all about what Rangers do. This league is there for Rangers to lose or win. It's all about what we do. The old firms won't decide this league this season what Rangers do with the rest of the games will. Well, when you hear people saying Saturday is such an important game, and today you can take it apart because it's it wasn't for points. It was a, the, the trophy itself. But in the league, every game to the end of the season is an important game. It doesn't matter. You, you, you can beat Celtic three times and then lose, lose four games to somebody else. 
Every game is an important game, and that's that, that's the way we should be looking at it. I mean, Clement said itself, we take one game at a time. That's the way it should be. But there's no point, no point in beating them three times and then losing four games. But I think that that we we should really now go on, everything put everything behind us, get behind the team because that's uh, that's important. Clyde Clement said himself uh, today, the fans is, is the the tone of the fans since he came in, it's just completely changed, and obviously it has because. Uh, because the fans were booing the first couple of games that he, he took over, the fans were booing, and weren't booing Santa Claus for the for for, for thanks for that. But um, yeah, I don't think I don't think our supporters will, will, will be so bad to, to boo Santa Claus. But um, no, we, uh, we, we every, every game's important. We've got to win every game, and so you just get just get stuck into them. That's that's what we brought in. See, it's, you just see a different kind of bravery now in the players. You just see that the, the, they actually go thinking I'm going to win that ball instead of, uh, oh, I'll stick my foot in and maybe I'll get it. No, they're just going right through it. And I'll, I'll give Lundstrom is probably the leader in that. But um, everybody's doing it. And why, why Balligan was stuck on his backside for the first half of the season I will never ever know because that was that that he's been the best player in the part, certainly best player in the part today, and he's, he's, it's three or four games now he's been about the best player in the part. So I think we're uh, I think we'll move on and uh, and we'll, we'll start playing well. Just one thing I want to add before I go, I hope to hell that Michael Stewart never ever gets to comment in a Rangers game again. It's absolutely atrocious. The guy should give in. Well, that leads me lovely on to the next point, David T, where if you want further Rangers analysis and more podcast and more conversation on Rangers, you can join the Gallant Fuse member page for just £1 a month. You don't need to pay the £12.99 for hearing the drops of Michael Stewart, either on YouTube or Patreon, and the links are under the description um, for the next star. What six, seven shows a month, uh, a week? Sorry, you'll get that for a pound a month. Um, I'm not quick enough to do the maths for that, but I know that's bargain for money. Less than less than twenty p a show. So please do join the members page if you want extra content. See if you don't, just give us a wee share, a like, comment, whatever you do. It's really appreciated. Everybody watching, but that will bring us to a close for tonight. It's been really good. I think we're all in the all in the camp of feeling good, feeling positive. For the first time in a long while, I'm going to ask all the listeners for a farewell cry and a prediction for Wednesday's night game against St. Johnson. First of all, Scotty, great to have you on, mate. Thanks for having me on again, Colin. Um, it's always good to come home. It's always good to come home, mate. Um, I'm looking for 2 0. Nice and easy on Wednesday night. Probably two goals early first half, and then it's just a, a case of keeping the ball until full time. I don't want in too strenuous on Wednesday night. I think it's a, I think it needs to be a game that we make mostly low energy. Um, because we're waiting motherwell motherwell at the weekend. I think and that's going to take up a good bit of our attention. I don't think motherwell's going to be an easy match. Um, 
I think it's now all about um, getting points on the board into that winter break. It's about going in top of the league. We've got five matches between now and then domestically. I don't, I don't know what my expectations are. It's thirteen or fifteen out of them in terms of going to Parkhead. You don't know what you're going to get with a Brendan Rodgers Celtic, but my least my least expectation is going to be top of the league. Wednesday's just getting the job done, getting across the line. Craig Levine and Johnson aren't they going to be easy? No matter the fact he's got them boys playing a tune. I tipped them for. Relegation on a right for official T forty every now and again on other other bit of Scottish football apart from Rangers. I'm not allowed to mention Rangers, so and they were they were ones that I tipped for relegation. He's get them. He's get that team playing. So, um, just three points, not by road time. Me and Wednesday night, just let's just get the job done. Move now with two big massive matches in terms of Betis and a cup final. Now we're gonna kind of. Not come crashing back down to earth, but we've seen it with both sides of the old firm for years now. How it can how it can work after a big match in Europe or a cup. We just need to be professional. Get a, get a working caps on, get a job done. See my double, 2-0. I'll take that, I'll take that. Three points up the road. Um on the U Bill. Always a pleasure having you on, mate. Um watch your farewell cry to the listeners and your prediction, please. Hi, thanks for having me on, Colin, and thanks, guys, for joining in with us tonight as we celebrate the, the celebration. Brandy Hall is empty and don't be getting refilled again tonight, I can assure you of that. Uh, what's my prediction? I'm going to say 2 0 Rangers. Like Scotty said, I think just ease this one across the line, and actually, that's what we need to do another 20 or so times this season is just ease it across the line. We don't need to play particularly well or high energy, we just need to win. Um, thanks everybody for tuning in tonight just remember what I said at the beginning we stand with Santa we do we are a Santa friendly podcast don't ever forget that Craig great to have you back on I hope it's not too long till the next time you're back on um, give us a farewell to the listeners and your prediction for Wednesday nah it won't be mate I promise uh, when's the Scottish Cup final? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah joking um been a pleasure. Um, it's a pleasure watching Rangers today. Leather, a team that I really dislike. Um, whilst another team that I really dislike was definitely watching and really hoping that we were only going to do what we've done and we've done it. Um, it's just good to be a Rangers supporter. Really, really good to be a Rangers supporter. Um, and see any of that have logged in tonight to listen and watch, get it around you. Uh, Genuinely. He's well, there's nobody. See, see when we were getting beat, they were fucking logging on in their droves. But they won't be on the night, they'll be watching whatever's on the telly. Uh, but I, I, I'm going for a 4 0 win. Um, I think the Rangers will they'll have their tails up um, on Wednesday night, and the supporters are right on board with Clement now. Um, and I think that he spoke about something about synergy at the start, and I think that synergy is. It's there now. Um, I'm no, I'm not about the professionalism. I'm not about this. I'm just about really push on the Rangers. Really push on and fucking do this. Um, make this next half of the season something that we talk about to our grand wins. Do it. Davey, um, I'll come to you for the last one because I 
totally agree with Craig. It's, and I said it before, it's all about what Rangers do. Rangers have the power to go and push on and make this the season that they want to make it. Gives you a farewell to the listeners and a prediction for St. Johnson on Wednesday night. Oh, thanks for having me on, Colin. Just that we normally have about two to 4,000 um, listeners on the podcast. When we beat against them, we had 12,000. So that's a, that, that's the difference that, that that makes. One thing that I want to add, Mr. Clements, jumping up and down with the fans today, with the teams, we're getting his photo in front of the Union Bears. Absolutely brilliant that a manager will do that. And the last thing, Colin, is I'll go for 3-1 for the Rangers. I know, I really did adore Clermont just enjoying that first taste of success as the Rangers manager. But just to echo what everybody said, thank you all for listening. Um, it's not always been an easy task doing the Rangers podcast over the last couple of years. Also, we've had the fleeting moments of Seville 55 and the Scottish Cup, but it's nights like the night that make it so much easier and so much easier with all you listening so i really do thank you so much um and if you can give us a wee like subscribe or whatever and i've put a few comments on all the pages asking what do you want to see more obviously what we're growing as a podcast we're bringing out more content let us know what you want to see in terms of shows and content and we'll deliver it but last for me go and enjoy your night rangers are the league cup winners for the first time in far too long it is the rangers trophy going party in the early hours in the morning and get your christmas started early and just remember until next time we are the people take care